This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Vedeny. Hello everybody and welcome to this extended episode of Meatbag. I'm your host, Dylan Bettany, and today we're sinking our teeth into the meatiest subject around, the carnivore diet. Now, before we dive into this properly, I want to say that I've been a huge fan of the carnivore diet for many years and I've witnessed the amazing health benefits in myself and others. I've watched and listened to the wonderful Dr. Ken Berry and his incredible wife, Nisha, the ancestral wisdom of Dr. Paul Saladino, the amazing Dr. Robert Kiltz, Michaela Peterson, the inspiring steak and butter gal, Bella, and of course, the unstoppable bundle of energy that is Lily Kane. That girl's got more energy than a double espresso. She's like Tigger. I really admire these people and I believe it would be very naive and I would do them all a huge disservice if I believed I could shoehorn all the benefits of the carnivore diet in one episode. We might end up needing a whole series of these to break it down properly. So whether you're a seasoned carnivore, someone curious about this dietary path or someone who just loves a good old fashioned meat based rant, then this episode is for you. So grab your steak knives and let's dig in because this is episode 6. You might be asking yourself, why are people ditching the fries? Why are people throwing their Krispy Kremes at cyclists and going full-on carnivore? Is it the promise of more energy, heightened mental clarity, it's weight loss capabilities, or it can help you kick those nagging health problems to the curb? So what the fudge is the carnivore diet? Well, in its purest form, it's a meat-based approach to nutrition. You get to channel your inner Fred Flintstone. It's straightforward, it's no nonsense, it's the edible version of the minimalist lifestyle. In our modern world of overly processed, convenience-driven foods, it appeals to people who want to simplify their eating habits. The carnivore diet simplifies things to a point where even your dog could follow it. It's anything with a face. If it had a pulse, it's on the menu. Think meat, poultry, fish, and animal-derived products like eggs and dairy. It's not a new diet. It's not a fad. It's a return to our ancestral roots. It's a diet that our ancestors thrived on for millions of years. The carnivore diet is more than just a meat orgy on your plate. Firstly, many people notice increased energy levels on the carnivore diet, thanks to the absence of blood sugar spikes and crashes, which are associated with heavy carb diets. I remember a few years ago, I cooked Christmas dinner for some friends. and I ate only meat, no veg, no carbs. Now my friends, they took a different route. Although yeah, they all ate meat too, but they loaded up on mashed potatoes, roast potatoes, sprouts, cauliflower, broccoli, Yorkshire puddings, stuffing, all of Santa's favourites. Many, many vegetables died that day. And after it's all eaten, my kitchen looks like a crime scene. My friends, they were all messed up, completely knackered, Zero energy, sprawled out on my couch with their popped buttons on their jeans and the bloated bellies. They didn't want to do anything. It was like they'd gone into some kind of food coma. And then there's me. I was absolutely full of energy because I ate only meat. My plate looked like a cheat sheet for Noah's Ark. All the meats were in pairs. Not only could I have probably gone to the gym, I could have ran there. I was ready to channel my inner David Goggins. I had the energy to fight Thanos. And it's all down to carbs, or lack thereof. A low-carb diet can help prevent sugar crashes, provide stable energy levels, promote overall health. It's not about depriving ourselves. It's about making informed choices about the foods we eat and their effects on our body. We know that there is a connection between diet and mental well-being. Many carnivores claim better mental clarity, improved focus. When you're not bogged down by processed foods and sugar crashes, you're as sharp as a cleaver. 
So if you look down and you see Peppa Pig and half of her friends on your plate, you might be wondering, how is this going to help me lose weight? Firstly, you've cut out the carbs. They've gone. See ya. You've ditched the bread, the pasta, the processed foods, the junk foods. They have gone. You see, carbs are rapidly digested and they can cause quick spikes in blood sugar levels, which lead to crashes and then cravings shortly after you've eaten. Carbs give you a little energy high, a little boost, and then they just disappear, leaving you wanting more. When you consume fewer carbs, your body can shift into a state of ketosis where you burn stored fat for energy, leading to weight loss. And it's easier to lose weight when you can regulate your blood sugar levels and reduce cravings. Why eat a salad when you can chew on a ribeye the size of your face? High protein, high fat foods are staples of the carnivore diet. Because now you're eating roasted chicken thighs, fatty fish cooked in ghee, eggs swimming in grass-fed Irish butter, cottage cheese, full-fat Greek yogurt, and even more cheese. All the good stuff. And it's super filling too. You eat and you're full for hours. This combo of protein and fats is what keeps you satiated, keeps you full, keeps the hunger pangs at bay. The longer you're satiated, the less chance you are to snack. Because all your favourite snacks, well, they're already in the bin. And if they're in the bin, then your temptations are gone. So you end up eating fewer calories overall. People are now more conscious of inflammation and autoimmune disorders. Inflammation, as we know, can lead to all sorts of health problems, especially for those who suffer with autoimmune conditions. One of the key benefits of the carnivore diet is that it eliminates many of the foods that can trigger inflammation. Michaela Peterson, daughter of the amazing Jordan Peterson, tackled her severe autoimmune arthritis and chronic fatigue with a strict carnivore diet. She consumed only beef and water. That's it. Now that might sound really restrictive at first. Through research and genetic testing, Michaela discovered that she has an autoimmune condition that made her body react to various foods, causing chronic inflammation that led her to eliminate most foods from her diet and ultimately finding relief and improved her health. If you haven't seen Michaela before, please check her out because she's... Well, she's amazing. Animal products are so easily digestible, hence why most animals eat, well, most animals. However, certain plant-based foods can contain compounds called antinutrients, and these can irritate your gut lining and cause inflammation. The carnivore diet eliminates fibre. For many people, fibre can be like sandpaper on their gut lining, and removing it can relieve symptoms like IBS and Crohn's disease. Low-carb diets, like the carnivore diet, can help stabilise your blood sugar levels. High blood sugar levels and insulin resistance are often linked to inflammation and autoimmune conditions. The carnivore diet is the tastiest elimination diet there is. From a health point of view, you're creating an environment where your body can focus on healing. Instead of fighting off irritants, it's like removing a splinter from your finger. Only once it's out can the real healing begin. The carnivore diet can also improve your skin. Bella, the steak and butter gal, shares her amazing carnivore journey, including her skin stories on her YouTube channel. I'll drop a link to her page on my website. Obviously, everybody's skin is different, but maybe it'll help you decide if this carnivore thing is for you. Many carnivores often hear, Don't you need veggies for essential nutrients? And it's quite amusing considering it's always spewed by people who don't even eat vegetables themselves. They think an onion ring counts towards your five a day. Now, eggs. Eggs are nutritional powerhouses. Other than vitamin C, eggs contain all of your vitamins. Dairy also provides essential vitamins, vitamin D for bone health, vitamin B12 for nerve function, vitamin A for vision and immune support, beef, lamb, poultry, fatty fish, dairy, eggs... 
They are all rich in essential vitamins and minerals. They're all excellent sources of protein, which we need for tissue repair, muscle growth, skin, cells and organs. Now I know there's all this fuss about red meat being bad for us and we're supposed to cut it out of our diets like it's the plague, making a second guess every meaty decision that we've ever made. There are many studies blaming red meat for issues like colon cancer for instance. These studies rely on low quality observational methods. Now, observational studies are flawed. They only show correlations, not causation. Causation and correlations are not the same thing. It's like saying, I ate a bowl of Weetabix this morning and then the sun came up. Those chubby wheaty biscuits did not cause the sunrise. Now, these observational studies, they rely on questionnaires. They ask people what they ate in the past. Plus, they conveniently forget to account for other important factors like activity levels, exercise, smoking, drugs, how much you love that bottle of wine on a Friday night, how much you love that bottle on Saturday night, and those beers that you enjoy on a Sunday. And these observational studies, and they lump red meat and processed meats together, like they're the same thing, like the long-lost twins. Think Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Now, processed meats, these are sausages, hot dogs, bacon, jerky, all of your deli meats. We acknowledge that meat is dead flesh, right? It's not supposed to be around for long. When you buy beef, chicken, fish, whatever, you know that it has potentially a few days in the fridge before it goes bad. It's always fresher the better when it comes to meat. However, processed meat is, well, it's, well, it's processed. They give it a shelf life longer than some marriages. It's undergone various methods of preservation. It's either been cured or smoked or salted or had preservatives added to it. It's had more alterations than the Hollywood faces at the Oscars. However, these processed meats get thrown into studies about meat consumption. Most people think that meat is meat, regardless of if it comes in a bag, a jar, a packet or a tin. When I was researching for this episode, I popped to my local supermarket and I looked at the ingredient label on some hot dogs. They should call them Frankenstein sausages. Hot dogs are like dog food. It's like a chemistry lab experiment. It's just crap. You can buy hot dogs that have years on their expiration date. How is that possible? This is not meat. This is not the food of our ancestors. For years, they've been telling us that eating red meat is like signing a pact with the devil, guaranteeing us a one-way ticket to colon cancer. Despite the demonization of red meat and its supposed link to colon cancer, there was a 2011 analysis of about, I think it was 25 studies, and they found no convincing evidence of this connection. And randomized control trials have shown that low-carb meat diets can lead to better health. Our caveman ancestors were basically meat enthusiast. Red meat wasn't the villain back then and it's not now. I'm not saying that the carnivore diet is for everyone. I mean, it's not so for vegans. People are drawn to it for its simplicity, its potential weight loss benefits, the promise of mental clarity, improved gut health, regulated appetite, reduced inflammation, regulating blood sugar levels. It's about giving your body the tools it needs to thrive. It's about embracing your inner carnivore and satisfying your taste buds, all while making your friends question your sanity. So the next time someone offers you vegetables, you can say, no thank you, I'm on a diet. I'm on the carnivore diet. I only eat things that had parents. Thanks for tuning in. Each week we're jumping headfirst into the insanity, healthy eating, fad diets and fitness mumbo jumbo. I'm here to cut through the crap, no sugar coating, maybe a bit of oversharing and unfortunately the odd bad pun. And please hit that like and subscribe button. Your support keeps this podcast alive. So do it now and let's keep this show on the road. 
let's build a community of meatbag misfits. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay safe, everybody. This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Bedany.